Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Happiness Headspace Podcast. My name is Corey Johal and in today's episode we are so lucky to have Lisa Erickson here as our guest. So Lisa is an energy worker and meditation teacher specializing in stress management, women's energetics, sexual trauma healing, and goal manifestation. She is the author of The Art and Science of Meditation, How to Deepen and Personalize Your Practice, and Chakra Empowerment for Women, Self-Guided Techniques for Healing Trauma, Owning Your Power, and Finding Overall Wellness. She has trained in many energy healing modalities and is certified in both mindfulness meditation instruction and trauma sensitivity. Lisa is a member of the International Association of Meditation Instructors, the American Holistic Health Association, the Energy Medicine Practitioners Association, and the Breathe Network, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healing for sexual trauma survivors. She is also the creator of a popular daily OM course, Awakening Your Feminine Chakras. Lisa has worked with thousands of individuals over the last 15 years through energy work and meditation to help them release limiting emotional or stress-based patterns and replace them with healthy, supportive ones. She specializes in helping women through the energetic transits that accompany pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopause, and menopause. She also helps both men and women heal from trauma, particularly sexual trauma. She supports individuals in goal attainment and to support physical healing, showing them how energy meditations and guided exercises can help. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Happiness Headspace podcast. So today we have Lisa Erickson here with us. So would you like to kind of just introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, uh, my name's Lisa Erickson, as Chloe said, and I am an energy worker. I work primarily with the chakras, which are energy centers in the body, and I help people connect with them, primarily women of all ages to these energy centers. And I work a lot with them for manifesting, for health, for stress management, many other things. Awesome. And we talk a lot about manifesting on this podcast. So definitely, that'll be a really great perspective to hear how we can include the chakras into that. So I'll just actually, I'll ask you this question right now. How can we use um, the chakras to incorporate into manifestation? Yeah. Well, you know, a big part of manifestation is really psychologically believing it can be true. And then if you believe in energy and that our own vibration interacts with the world, right, that's the whole point of an energetic system or belief in the world, then you shifting your vibration and your state of awareness, your emotional state to the state that is already in alignment with what you want to manifest is a really big part of the manifestation. It's not all of it. You still have to do the work. You still have to have a plan. You still have to set out tasks. But chakra work can help you really first to discover how you may be blocked. Maybe you don't believe it can be true. Maybe you don't deserve, you don't believe you can deserve it. Maybe you're a great visionary you can um think up lots of ideas of what you want but you're not a great executor which is associated with the lower chakras so you need some work there or maybe it's the other way around so there's a lot of different ways that chakras can help you Mm -hmm. and what are some of the other ways that chakras can help you with anything in life yeah well you know stress management is huge and we all know meditation mindfulness yoga these kinds of things can help us manage the stress in our body Chakras are a big part of that. Yoga is actually based not just on the physical anatomy, but on the subtle anatomy. A yoga workout is meant to sort of open and balance the energies in your body, which helps balance your endocrine system, your hormone system that's linked to your emotions, but also your chakra system, which is linked to your emotions. So there's, you know, all these different connections. 
So you can do a chakra meditation, even just briefly. I mean, what I really specialize in is just brief focusing on your heart chakra exercises. You can do focusing on your root chakra that you can do just right in the middle of your day to shift your energy. And it can help you uh, regulate your nervous system when it's starting to get triggered by a stressful event. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's definitely, uh, I definitely use that in my life. I do a lot of meditation, actually. And I find that really helps me. And I know your practice, you talk a lot about manifestation. So do you want to kind of just break down the different types of uh, meditations and how, um, like the benefits that are associated with each one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the most basic form of meditation is focusing on your breath. And a lot of different traditions teach that or start with that. You really are just focusing on the rise and fall of your belly or the feeling of the air coming in and out of your nose. In some traditions, you might be counting those to help you focus. And every time your mind wanders, you just pull it back. That meditation at some level, no matter what you're focusing on, is that every time your mind wanders, you pull it back. And I'll often talk to people who are like, I can't do that. I'm too restless. I'm a bad meditator. But the truth is all of our minds are like that. So there really isn't any such thing as a bad meditation. You just have to sort of let go of that. And just, it's like exercise. Like you may be enjoying it. You may not be enjoying it, but it's still as good for your body. So you just practice pulling your mind back. Now, something like chakra meditation your focus is an energy center in the body. So it could be your heart chakra. It could be your root chakra. It could be your third eye and your forehead. Uh, and and you're, you're pulling your mind back to that over and over. And usually you're visualiz visualizing light in that part of your body. You could use other aids. Some people like crystals. Some people like sounds. There's um, mantras or seed syllables associated with each chakra. I do a lot of visual work where we're visualizing something associated with that chakra. So there's different things. I also do a lot of affirmations. So focusing on light in that part of the chakra and then saying something like, I am supported or I am safe right now. I'm present in this moment and then sitting there. And then when your mind wanders, you say the affirmation again, bring your energy back to the chakra, your focus back to the chakra, settle. Then the next time your mind wanders, you do it again. And you just keep doing that over and over, trying to build up your ability to feel that new energy in, in your body. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I was actually talking with a lot of my family. We had like brunch yesterday and they were talking about how their New Year's resolutions for a lot of them is to implement a new meditation practice or just learn to be less stressed through meditation. How like what would you say is the best like beginner friendly way to just throw yourself into manifesting or sorry, meditation? Um, Like what do you say is a concrete way that they can just start and yeah, you know, get into. I it. do think for beginners, chakra meditation is often good because it gives you more to focus on, you know? So if you have a really busy mind, so I like heart chakra meditation and sometimes holding your hand there helps because you have that physical anchor. Just sit, do a few breaths, imagine light under your hand inside your chest, and then say affirmations that are what you want to feel. I am at peace. I feel contentment. I'm safe. I am relaxed and then just rest in that feeling and just try that for five minutes. Just try that for five minutes at first and then see if you do feel a sense of settling, if you can flash on that feeling throughout your day. I think that's the important thing is linking it 
we often talk about meditation and then we talk about mindfulness and mindfulness is kind of during your day how do you bring yourself back to that feeling when you're starting to get stressed because stress you know as we all know it's sort of it it builds it magnifies so you have to catch it and settle yourself during your day mm-hmm, for sure and um changing the subject completely you talk um you call some of your work um women's energetics mm-hmm. i know you said you work a lot with uh you know grounding women through uh meditation and mindfulness and all of that so what are women ener- women's ener- energetics sorry well you know the energy body is an interface between our physical body and our psyche our spirit so at that level that connects to the physical body there are physical differences right we have a cycle once we start menstruating every month that is hormonal it's also energetic our energy body becomes more sensitive as we head into menstruation it becomes more solid at ovulation there's a lot of people that use those for manifesting actually there's like that your your menstruation is a, a time of con- inter- internal contemplation problem solving perhaps and then ovulation is a great time to be out in the world now obviously we can't all plan our lives around that but if you're aware of those energetic cycles you can know that okay maybe as i'm go heading into pms or menstruation I actually need more time alone. I need more focus on my navel chakra for energetic boundaries because I'm more sensitive, et cetera. So you can use these cycles. So that's a lot of what women's energetics is. And then later on, uh, pregnancy, postpartum, menopause, our energy body goes through shifts at all of those times. And there's different ways you might work with your chakras at each time to help. And how would you say, when women are um, in their menstrual cycle, how would you say it can help them during, like, when I'm on my period, like, what can I do to feel better, you know? Boundaries. I mean, the main thing that I work with at that time of the month would be visualizing a little flame, like a candle flame, just below your navel. So not down in your womb space. That's, I work with this, the second chakra. But just below the navel, which is linked to personal power, and it's linked to our ability to sort of create an energetic boundary, because we're very prone to take on others' emotions at that time. And so a lot of time, women think, oh, I'm more emotional at that time. Okay, yes, there are some hormonal things happening. But also, often, we're more prone to taking on others' emotions at that time. We're more sensitive if someone gets angry with us. So then we think it's our own emotions, but it's actually a lot of mirroring of other people's emotions. And so that navel chakra and the fire element at the navel chakra are really about helping to create that boundary and that strength to sit in your own energy and not be quite um, so impacted by everyone around you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. That would definitely help me um, when I'm on my time of the month. And um again, I'm completely changing the subject. Um, You talk a lot about trauma sensitivity. What is that and why is it important? Yeah. You know, someone who has been through any kind of trauma and there's a lot of different kinds of trauma is very uh, sensitive in certain ways. And so trauma sensitivity is about really for a practitioner like me, an energy worker being sensitive to that and always working in a collaborative way. And if someone has experienced trauma, then they need to be really sensitive to that. Even like in a yoga class, feeling free to ask, you know, the teacher should be asking, does anyone not want to be touched, not want to be adjusted and feeling like it's okay for you to speak up on that. 
or if you don't feel comfortable, even in therapy, sometimes people can be uncomfortable that the therapist is pushing them too hard or being alone in a room. So just if you're working through things, understanding that as a trauma survivor, paying attention to your boundaries and really um, learning to use your voice to assert them and working with people and healers and teachers who honor that and who try to help you feel safe. If you have trauma in your background, then anything you're doing, the number one thing you need is to feel safe. And so in terms of chakra meditation, a lot of what I'm helping trauma survivors work with is the root chakra, which is at the base, the tailbone, the base of the spine, the very base of the entire, like the foundation of the house, right? Of your chakra system, focusing there, strengthening that and saying, in this moment, I'm safe in my body, right? Because mm -hmm. if you have trauma in your background, you tend to go out in the world never feeling safe in your body and experiencing the world is never quite safe. So really trying to help um, create that root chakra connection and feeling safe in the body. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, and that's amazing that you help all of these people with their experiences and their trauma through meditation. Um, it's definitely proven to be like one of the best ways to uh, help you through things like that. So for sure. And um, what is the divine feminine and the divine masculine? And how are we how are those like coming into play in our everyday life? Yeah, you know, so I talked about the differences sort of at the physical body, energy body connection, we do have differences because of our different cycles and hormonal cycles. You know, at the mm -hmm. level of spirit, from for me personally, we all have expressions of what we can consider masculine and feminine. And it's really about all of us owning all of that. What's happened with gender conditioning is, is we sort of divided up certain traits and said, oh, these are feminine, right? Women are nurturing and, uh, you know, this, they're supposed to be nurturing and compassionate and all that. Men are supposed to be protective, et cetera. And then we have all these negative traits too, right? Toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. So really it's a, a divine feminine and divine masculine. Are those traits, the, the higher traits, the higher spiritual traits, and we could say that the divine feminine traits are a pathway for many women and the divine masculine are a pathway for many men. But ultimately, it's about all of us owning all of those traits, right? So that we don't feel we have to reach outside of us for completion. Our relationships aren't about trying to fill a need. It's more about we're whole and we're meeting another person whole and coming together by choice as companions. So there's a lot of levels to it, whether you're a spiritual person or in terms of relationship, how the feminine and masculine uh, manifest in all of us. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And how do you see, like, how can we either, if we feel like we're, we're not, um, how can I say this? If we feel like we're not embodying enough of our, let's say divine masculine or divine feminine, how do you recommend we, you know, just make it more present in us. Yeah. I think there's a lot of different ways again, because I work with the chakras. I do work with each chakra having kind of a masculine and feminine side to it. So we might pull forth more of one or more of the other. So if you're trying to bring forth more of the divine masculine, we do focus a lot on that navel chakra on pro feeling protected on feeling like you can protect yourself, right? If you're focusing, uh, if you're trying to be more open, more compassionate. We do focus a lot on the heart chakra and on that sense of compassion or the sacral chakra, which is linked to creativity and the divine feminine in terms of that side of it, right? Mm -hmm. 
Then I think on other levels, there's so many archetypes. Every religion, every cultural tradition has gods and goddesses, some of which are divine feminine and divine masculine. And you can work with those. You can meditate on those. You can try to embody those. You can use those as symbols. So those are some of the fun ways to really try to bring that forth in your life. Usually, though, there's obscurations. Like if we feel like we're blocked in one way or the other, we have some conditioning. We have some psychological conditioning that is keeping us from believing we can embody this trait or that trait. So sometimes there's some uh, insight work that has to be done, some personal work to break through those blocks. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And um, earlier we were talking about uh, using the chakras to get to reaching our manifestations so I guess that's kind of the same as using them to reach your goals but um, I noticed that uh, you talk about energy cycles and so what is that and how can we use that to reach our goals yeah well there's a lot of different energy cycles one of them being menstruation right like yeah yeah you can use that one in terms of okay I'm feeling you know I can't I don't I don't really want to be around a lot of people right now I'm in my menstrual cycle whatever but what problem in my life or what block is currently in front of me that I'm experiencing instead of getting caught up in the motion of that, there's actually a certain insight energy that's really available to you at that time to contemplate it and maybe come up with a new, uh, a new solution. And then in terms of ovulation, we really are in a very outward time. So that's a great time to try something new, to experiment, to set a new goal, to set a new intention. Then there's also the cycles of the moon. Many people use the moon the same way. Some women's cycles are in sync with the moon. When we when we didn't have electricity, all of our cycles were in sync with the moon. Now we're all over the place, but you can use new moons and full moons in the same way. You can use astrological cycles. You know, I think also for me there's this downward path of the of the chakras. The upward path is spiritual, the downward path is manifesting. From idea in your upper chakras to birthing it in your lower chakras. So sometimes you can use that map to see where am I blocked, right? Am I having a hard time expressing my ideas? Oh, that's throat chakra. Am Mm -hmm. I have a hard time coming up with a plan and executing? Am I procrastinating all the time? Oh, I need some more navel chakra energy, right? So there's a lot of different ways to to use it. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, And I'm 16. So what would you say right now is the best step for anyone my age to take if they want to start either working with the chakras or using meditation and the chakras to heal and to reduce stress and all of that? What would you say is the best first step to take? I would start almost anyone off on heart chakra or navel chakra focus, right? Maybe some third eye, maybe some root chakra. So I'll explain. If you're going to do nothing else, just spend a couple minutes a day focused on your heart, visualizing light, because that's the center chakra. So it will actually help the whole chakra system and Mm -hmm. do some affirmations around what you most need to feel more of. Do you need to feel more safe? Are you stressed? Do you need to feel more relaxed? What is it you need to feel more? Are you insecure? Do you need to feel more love? Just do some affirmations focused on the heart. If you can handle more, also do the flame at the navel because it will really help a lot. Teenagers your energy bodies. And I have three, by the way, two of which are 16 because I have 16 year old twins and I have an 18 year old that's a freshman in college. Yes. I have a lot of teenage energy around me, (laughs) but yeah, boundaries are so important. So that navel chakra helps you, um, you know, we talk about peer pressure. We talk about all these things. Your energy bodies are still very fluid. 
that creates a lot of creativity that creates a tremendous uh, capacity for growth, for adventure, for experimentation, but it can also lead to getting overly influenced by others, right? So it's like, how do you find that core, that navel fire, just a little flame right at your navel chakra is great. Then the other two you can throw in would be if you have trauma and you, you feel like you're very stressed, that root chakra for safety in the body. If you're trying to problem solve or open up ideas, just a little white light in your third eye, right? Those are like the four simplest. So the heart would be the one I love everyone to do every day. Navel, if you're really trying to work on boundaries and knowing who you are. Root chakra, if you feel like you have trauma, you're stressed a lot, you need to work on feeling safe. And third eye, if you have problems that you're trying to see in a new light. And th those would kind of be a starting point. And I guess guided meditations for the chakras can help with that too, right? Because yeah, and I have a lot of those on my website, enlightenedenergetics.com. Oh, and awesome. Book. Yeah, yeah. So everybody that's listening can go, if you're confused on how to just do it on your own, you can go follow a guided meditation on her website. Um, so honestly, that's it. Thank you so much. I actually learned a lot just from this like short episode. Um, I really appreciate having you on. Great. Well, can I throw out Instagram too? Since you, since yeah, you're of course. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, where can they find you? <laughs> yeah. So chakra empowerment, chakra empowerment slash enlightened energetics on Instagram as well. And I often post little chakra exercises there as well. I don't do reels and stuff. I do more like images. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people like to use those as well. So awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Chloe. Have a great day. Bye.